Welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. I'm one of your regular co-hosts, Skeeter, and welcome to tonight as usual are Case and Cole. How y'all doing? Good. How do y'all? Fellas, I reached out through some DMs. I kind of took over Cole's role there while he was getting his Jimmy Buffett on. That's uh, right. Welcome back, Cole. But, uh, thank you, thank you. We have a very special guest. We have Mr. Maury Bland Jr. Uh, on the pod with us. Uh, Mr. Maury, welcome. Kind of introduce yourself. Tell everybody why you would be on a Mizzou podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Skeeter and Case and Cole for having me. I really appreciate you guys. I get a chance to see y'all from a distance. So really appreciate uh, the support y'all are giving us. I think I remember y'all uh, when y'all came over to Arkansas and I think y'all had a tent. Did y'all have a tent? Yes, at sir. The- at the parking lot, I didn't get to that tent, but I did yeah. see you guys. Y'all had some hot chocolate for our fans, so very much appreciated. My name is Mari Bland, and um, I work in recruiting, director recruiting, uh, communication, and strategy. And I, I guess I'm on the podcast because we've been winning. We've been doing some good things here. Uh, <laughs> what you I like that? I like that because we've been winning. Yeah, exactly. We've, yeah, been we've, winning. Been winning. we've been doing some great things. We've been killing it in recruiting. Uh, finishing our 2024 class and so really excited to be on guys yeah hey we're we're very excited uh i got a little homework to do before we get too far into it and i forget but we're members of variety sports uh appreciate them and everything that they do and we're coming from your home field studios go to home field shops and great apparel entering code variety sports in all caps for 15 percent off if you want to shop a little local Go to our buddy, Mr. Mickey, over at 573Ts. He's created our Wilderness Brotherhood Mizzou Pod shirt going right now. Uh, he's, got, he's got a bunch of Mizzou gear. Uh, I think he's even running a Chiefs special right now because, once again, they're in the FC Championship game. I'm tired of it. I'm sure you are too, Cole, but hey, he's, he's, whatever, man. It's whatever. He's living high. He's living high. But with that out of the way, uh, Man, it's been, what, like 11, 12 days since we recorded. So I, 10 days is the last one went out. Yeah. Yeah. I've been chopping at the bit to get on here and excited to have Mr. Maury come on. We'll get into other Mizzou sports after we cut him loose later in the podcast. But, uh, you know, usually when football season's over, you kind of forget about it and you you start thinking about next year or your focus is on uh, basketball or uh, many other different winter sports going on but it's just been hard to let go this year because this year was so special and mr maury was a big part of it um knowing the players he's such a big role to the players off the field uh and getting helping getting them through everyday stuff and everyday problems and so i thought he'd be a great interview for us and kind of see a different perspective to this past mizzou uh football season and also probably gets a little hype if he gets talking too much about recruiting for next year. <laughs> well, I tell you, Skeeter, I appreciate that. Um, first off, I want to say uh, I, I, our player development, I think Atia Ellison, our player development department, Atia Ellison, Chandler Campbell, and Evan Bain, they work hands on hands, day in and day out uh, with our players. And, and they do a, they take up a lot of time with our players uh, more than me, I tend to be more heavily on the recruiting side, but I do try to make it my priority uh, to be a part of our players' lives every single day. And you're right, uh, off the field wise. I mean, 
you know, obviously we judge by wins and losses, but I believe uh, the one thing that makes Coach Drinkwitz a very special head coach is that he tells everybody it is all our responsibility uh, to get to know our players and 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 love on them and talk about things uh, that are that are off the field. You know, I remember when I first got here um, in the spring, and 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 that's something that that Coach Drinkwitz uh, pushed and pushed and pushed get to know our players, and so. Uh, I'm I'm just doing. Obviously, for me, I think it's a who I am. Growing up in the church in Mississippi, uh, I think it's who I am. Just just loving on people, and I, I think that's why I enjoy recruiting. You know, I enjoy recruiting because I'm getting a chance to know people, uh, hear their stories, know their backgrounds, what they believe, what they don't believe, get a chance to hear how they think, how they see things, and then give them a different perspective and a different way to look at things. So. Uh, my my role within our program, obviously, like you said, some of it is dealing with our players uh, off the record and working with them and, and, and managing their emotions and talking about family issues. But a big chunk of my responsibility in the program is, is to get to know those who are outside, who we're trying to bring into the brotherhood. Yeah. I kind of have a question about that. So <clears throat> lately, Drinkwitz has been uh, using the same terminology, you know, you just use it with loving on, loving on the guys. Um when you go out there and you're looking for maybe future players or maybe even right now when drink is looking for, you know, a new defensive coordinator, how important is it? Is it part of your guys? I don't know, like checklist on recruiting someone where they have to be kind of open to um, that kind of team philosophy. Like with it, you know what I mean? Like you want to have good morale, good vibes, I guess only come in. How big of that is a part of, obviously you want someone who's smart and someone who's very ethnically gifted but how much is it is also like, hey, this is a good locker room guy. He fits our culture. He fits Absolutely. our loving style, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Case, I think that's a good question. You know, <clears throat> the biggest thing for us, and then I was telling Skeeter, I think before you got on, I think you put, were you putting your baby to sleep too as well? Or, yeah, or was, yeah I was getting okay, my good. Like, All right, to sleep so as well, yeah. Yeah, putting your, putting your baby to sleep. We were talking about that. And the biggest thing that, that Coach Drink talk about is the brotherhood. And I think that's so important. And I think the words and the, the, the words drink preached this year, the brotherhood, the brotherhood, the brotherhood, culture, 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 ultimately led us to our success this year. And so when we're looking at recruits and we evaluating them, we, we have fit. That, that's the acronym, F-I-T-T. We have, you have to be a fit for our locker room. You have to be a fit for the culture. You have to be a fit all across the board. And then, you know, the good thing that I think we do in the world of the transfer portal, like coach makes us call everybody. We calling everybody. If you were at one school where we have connections there, we're calling that school. We're asking them, hey, you know, what do you think of so-and-so, so-and-so? How is he for y'all? And we get some some shaky reports. We reevaluate it and then move forward from there. But it is so important, Case. I think what Coach Drink did this year with our culture, it's very hard to get the program to that point. And and I don't think it should be taken lightly for where we are as a culture and a brotherhood standpoint. I don't want to speak too much, but I love <clears> you <throat> say that because I I have mentioned on here and thought that multiple times with the culture. It just seemed like besides the win, like in the win and loss column, <coughs> it seemed like the locker room culture that this team gained this year was the big one of the biggest things of all. Because yeah. that that goes on multiple players, you know, you know, graduating and leaving or going to the draft. It just seemed like it, it visibly felt different from a fan side that this team was a little more together than, you know, brotherhood was stronger than previous seasons. Absolutely. And and again, I, I think 
it's hard to get it where coach has gotten it. And so, you know, we, we've got to continue uh, to keep it that way and, and, and just make sure that we continue to judge guys who we bring in based on the, the philosophy and, and some of the prereqs that we have. I think one of my favorite things that, you know, looking back on the season and like you said, <clears throat> kind of from the outside, of course, looking in to not only the culture and the brotherhood and all the things that you just mentioned, but there's, to me, there's a couple of things that go into that. And it, number one is maybe the blessing or the curse of, of social media. Right. And with that comes the guys that are in the creative department, um, you yeah. know, Robert. I saw and Rob. Gordon you guys had and, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. yeah y'all had Rob on at one point, right? One of did, right? Yeah. Listen, he is top notch. Rob is he top is. notch. He is. Top that notch. whole that whole team, Gordon and Patrick and uh, <clears throat> Declan, I mean, those guys do a absolutely incredible job. And it's yeah. it's awesome because it gives us from a fan's perspective, like the insight that mini movie might be the best thing to ever come to, you know, us as the fans for us to be able to yeah. look forward to that every week. I hope it's something that continues. Um, but it's just such a such a huge part for us to be able to really see inside. Cause that's a lot of stuff that's, you know, behind closed doors. Otherwise we wouldn't be able to see that. And it really helps, right. you know, especially now in the age of NIL and, you know, active recruiting for, you know, that's, that's y'all's ballpark. But from a fan's perspective, I got to think that we have maybe some sort of influence on that. Um, and really the, just as a whole, the, uh, I guess outside perspectives looking in this, this past season was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, I think that was one of the coach Drinkwitz, you know, goals and vision for this program was to bridge that gap. I mean, the biggest thing in recruiting from a recruiting lens, everybody has to be all in, involved and bought and bought in what we're trying to do as a program. And so when you guys are getting a chance to see what we're doing inside and you're getting a chance to keep up with us recruiting wise, like, that tells our recruits football is a big deal here. It is it's a big Absolutely. deal. And so, and so those videos, when you see those videos, you see it and you connect it. Columbia, Missouri, the state of Missouri, this is your football team. Yeah. And, 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 and this is a team that we want you to be proud of. And so that's what it's about. So it's saying, hey, you see what we're doing to get to this point. Y'all see the hard work, the dedication, the blood, the sweat, the tears that Rob and Gordon and Declan and Patrick and all those guys put together their storyline for you guys to see that. So, and then here's another thing, like, not just, like I said, the recruits watch it. I mean, they were like, Hey, Mar, I saw the, uh, I saw when blah, 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 whatever, whatever the case may be like, they wouldn't have gotten a chance to see that. They yeah. wouldn't have gotten a chance to see coach Drinkwitz's pregame speech about, you know, we've been down, you know, before. Yeah, down in Georgia, blah, 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 blah. that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we, you know what I'm saying? So from a recruiting standpoint, I'm sitting here and I'm watching my head coach, you know, get me fired up and pumped up. And I'm like, yeah, I can, I can see, I as a recruit can see myself playing for a guy like Coach Drink. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why it's important to us that we continue uh, to do the, the many moves. Guys, look, I can go on and on. I don't know how long y'all want my answer hey. to be. Hey, as long as you want. But, hey, but, you're but the listen, guest, so the the floor is yours. Skeeter, like, I, I get very passionate about Mizzou. I get passionate about what we're doing. I get passionate about our recruiting. I get passionate about what Coach Drink Vision is because it takes hard work to do it. It but, takes hard work to do it. 
we just come out of a huge weekend for you guys. Uh, junior day at Faro, I believe, was Saturday. And yeah. uh, I want to know, like, did you just take them to the team meeting room, turn the lights down low, and start playing the <laughs> mini movies from the start of the season to the end? <laughs> no, we, Skeeter, we, we did show a few video clips to our recruit, our prospect, our prospects. Uh, but, no, we, we didn't have a lot of time to show them the full mini movie. We gave them just a glimpse of it, obviously. You know, it's kind of like dating. You don't want to give them too much that you run out of bullets, but you want to give them just enough. You want to give them an appetizer so they can come back and, and ask for more. So that's kind of what the, the junior day. But, no, seriously, guys, the junior day was awesome. We had an incredible time. We had some big-time talent on campus. And I think the success that we've had this past season is allowed us to bring big-time talent. Listen, people want to play at Mizzou. I think Coach Drink said this uh, previous somewhere, and I think in the middle of the season where he said, hey, we're calling recruits. We're telling them no. I mean, like, we're, we're at that point, you know, and, and, and that's a beautiful place to be. And, and so when you, you got the top, you got, you know, the top 10 offensive linemen in the country coming to see you, I mean, that speaks volumes. You know what I'm saying? Sir. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you, you talk about the success paying into that, but I saw it on one of the uh, backgrounds where <clears throat> recruits were taking pictures with Drink and their family, and it talks about uh, five straight sellouts to finish out the season. Um, oh, yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah. So many games major broadcasted, and it was so many millions of eyes on Mizzou this year. And, you know, it, it talked on the bulletin points of the season. And when you when you see that and you look back at it as a whole, like, it's still hard to fathom everything we just went through and we're living on it through a podcast and as fans, you're living on it inside the program. <laughs> so I can only imagine the type of wild ride and probably how right. fast it flew by for you. And what, what are you going to think uh, 20 years from now when you think back on the 2023 Missouri Tigers team? You know, when I think back, I think about, you know, I think about what Coach Drink, some of the things that Coach Drink preached, you know, staying together, you know, uh, the brotherhood. I'll think about the opportunity to come to Columbia, Missouri. You know, I never thought I'd get a chance. I think the guys, I'm going to tell you something. I think the last time I watched Mizzou football, it was 2014. Wow. And I think, I think Mississippi State, yes, I went to Mississippi State. I'm a graduate of Mississippi State. I think Mizzou was kind of new to the SEC, and Mississippi State came into town. I think it was pouring down raining. Mm -hmm. Do y'all remember? Y'all remember that? Yeah. It was that. Yeah, it was when Dak came to town, right? Or was that yeah, 16? Dak, when Dak came. To, yeah, okay. Skeeter, what's on your mind, Skeeter? You, what's on your mind, Skeeter? Oh, I'm just listening to the story. Like <laughs> he, gets, he gets zoned in pretty easy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you got yeah. a hook on and sinker. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and so I, 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 I'll think about. You know, for us to, you know, the, the, the last time I think we had that level of success was back back then. I think 2013, we played for the SEC title. 2014, we played for the title uh, in the SEC, you know, from the east side. And, and I think that's the last time I watched Missouri football. And it wasn't that I didn't I did not like Missouri football. I just I was so gung ho Mississippi State, Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh, that was my alma mater. And so. You know, but I think about I think about all the things that we did, everything that people said we were not gonna do, we did it. We yeah. did it and then some. Yeah. And 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 I and I'll think about, you know, when I'm 
you know, you know, because I want I have aspirations of being in, in football administration. I'll think about, you know, what coach did for us as a staff in the spring that kind of that kind of planted the seeds for us to be where we were in the fall. I, I'll think about all those things and how special it was. So do you think that's something <clears throat> that, uh... To do this current staff can replicate every spring to build these kind of because you know say guys go out guys come in you got to rebuild these things is uh i guess my fear is do we catch lightning in a bottle or is this something we can build upon and those like you said those those seeds can be planted and grow stronger every year you know i think i think it's like wine you know wine gets fine with time and i think Coach Drink, what he did this year and the messaging that he had for us as a staff, even in recruiting, what we're preaching to our recruits, or what, he, what, what Coach Drink is telling our coaches to preach to our players, I think Coach Drink is only going to get better at that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Coach Drink has assumed the role of a CEO head coach. And so Coach knows the messaging. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, there were some times this during the season that Coach Drink has some met like I, I I church is a big thing to me. I'm like, coach, coach come in there with some with, with a good messaging point or the, the the motivation for this week. And man, I'll be sitting in my seat and I'm like, I about to take off running. I got the Holy Ghost <laughs> dance. I'm, just, I'm about to take off running because I'm like, Coach Drink. I'm like, Coach Drink, that is so great. But coach, as a CEO, coach has time to be the the, the culture police. He's yep. got the he's got he's got He's got time to 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 be the culture police, to 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 motivate us as staff, to pour in enough. Uh, I don't remember your question, Cole, but I, I got lost in that. But but yeah, I mean, I like I think I think for us that it can it can continue to be done. I really do. I really do. Well, it's just something too that the like that the fans have already bought into. I mean, you this is an old picture behind <clears throat> us, but you know we had five straight sales at Faro. Um, just absolutely incredible atmospheres. I think the not just the football part of the administration, but the administration in general has done a great job. Desiree Reed Francois has done an incredible job on, you know, improving game day atmosphere. You know, Tony Daniels done a great job as well. Absolutely. Um, it just it's been it's been really refreshing just because you know we didn't see that with the previous coach. You know, I, I live in Columbia. Um, been a season ticket holder actually since drink became head coach but been going to mizzou games as long as i can remember and this was the first time this season that you know you really saw and maybe it was the winning you know winning cures all um but it was really the first time that you saw everyone as a whole buy in and like i said if it was <coughs> if social media plays a huge part in that if it's you know recruiting i think it really is truly a team effort um and i guess case i'll answer part of your question just because i feel like i got and as to it, I I do think it's sustainable, especially in this day and age of college football. You know, the transfer portal is, to me, kind of a blessing and a curse. Um, you know, you're going to lose some, you're going to gain some. We're going to gain guys like you know Tyron Hopper and and Jaden yeah. Jernigan, and you know, really true key pieces. Um, but you can also you know lose some that uh, that maybe you weren't prepared for. But that's kind of where I guess it comes back full circle when it comes back to the. Uh, to the culture and the brotherhood of this program that, you know, we didn't have anybody, we didn't have anybody up and pop smoke before the, uh, before the bowl game. And that's, that's huge to me. Yeah. And again, guys, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to keep over, over talking about it, but these guys, I think coach drink instilled a culture 
within this football program that everybody leans on everybody. And the foundation of this brotherhood was built on L-O-V-E, love. Love for the guy that is next to you. And I think the biggest thing that, you know, Coach Drink, he's got a few core values. And one of the core values is enjoy the journey. And I think us enjoying the journey part of that success. You know what I'm saying? And guys, it's fun to win. It's fun to go out and win. It's fun. You got gold and black. They coming out, cheering, screaming, yelling. People from every crack and cranny of the state coming down to see our football team, the momentum that that brings. I mean, not only did I think we play for the brotherhood within itself, but we play for people like you guys, Skier, Cole, and Case, and the rest of our fans, you know, and we want to make you guys happy. We want to make you guys proud, you know, and, and, and that's what it's about. I mean, without without you guys, the fans and the support, we won't get a good recruiting class. Again, I'm going to take it. I'm going to always take it back recruiting. Yeah, We won't get a good recruiting. Yeah, we won't get a recruiting class. We won't get a good recruiting class. And so you, I want you to know that, 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 that it's bigger than, than, than just, you know, Hey, I'm coming to a football game. No, you're coming to see a brotherhood, a group, group of guys that's going to play for each other. They're going to love each other. And then these guys, this current brotherhood, again, they're going to go out and they're going to go get potential guys that can come join this brotherhood. And so, and, and to keep that sustainable success that, that we're talking about. I, I was telling them uh, that I don't know if they could see it on the sidelines uh, watching <clears throat> the Cotton Bowl game. I, I was there for the game. But you see the guys that had transferred or entered their name into the portal, Jake Garcia was right there with the Brady Cook the whole time. Um, yeah. Peanut Houston falling in with the receivers, you know, dabbing yeah. them up and all that. DJ Westlock, yeah. and, and the list goes on, you know, and guys that aren't with the program, but they were so bought in on the team this past season that, hey, they had one more ride with them, and they were going to see it through and support them all the way through. They weren't just there for the free, you know, gift bags that they got leading up yeah. to the game. Right. They were there right. for, for the brotherhood, and so I love to see that. But can you kind of touch on – uh, I'm sure we could all assume names, you know, but uh, with us losing some some big time guys of that brotherhood from uh, Hopper, Ray, KD, uh, Javon Foster, Xavier Delgado, Cody Schrader, who who are some of the cornerstones to look forward to next year to continue that? I mean, I feel like Brady Cook's going to, you know, already be a captain again. He's already a two time captain, so. I don't see why I wouldn't be a three-time captain. And then um, Theo Weiss, you know, we saw the the changes that he made in the receiver room through his leadership. And uh, I look for Luther to probably step up another year. But are there some other guys out there that you could probably uh, – that you've got an eye on to take that next step in leadership? Yeah, you know, guys, I, I, I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, okay, with okay. Drink, with, You're with good. Drink, and so <laughs> – I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to step into that lane. But but I'll just say this. I'll say this. This is one thing that I will say. The brotherhood is going to continue to build on what we, the foundation that we laid this past season, and and that's all. I'm I'm gonna look, and then I'm gonna drop the mic. Drop the mic. (laughs) (laughs) 
no, I totally get it because it's it truly is infectious. Like when you see when you see guys like that, and you know, I I don't know if we all play high school football or not, but you think to maybe back when you were an underclassman and you had maybe that one or two key upperclassmen players that you played with that you looked up to, you're kind of you're pulling some traits and some characters. You're still like you said, uniquely you, but you're also taking some of those those leadership values and some of those things that that person that came before you instilled in, that you maybe saw success on um, and kind of adding those, putting those d- tools in your toolbox, so to speak. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I don't doubt at all that we got some good depth at a lot of positions. We're not, we're not going to go yeah. do a roster breakdown, nothing like that, but I totally know what you mean. You could definitely see a lot of guys um, picking up that torch and, and continuing to run with it. And, and that's the thing. And I think, guys, that's why we were able to do really well in recruiting this year is because guys see the opportunity that we have uh, to be able to come and continue uh, what what guys before them have done. You know what I'm saying? And so the D. Robs of the world, uh, the Jay Jernigans of the world, you know, the realest George, the, you know, of the world, you know, the Javon Fosters of the world. And so that's – that to me, it's a, it's like a domino effect, and so, um, you know, and then and then I just want to throw this out there too. Coach Drink was probably one of the best uh, recruiters I've been around, most relentless recruiters that I've been around uh, from a head coach's perspective. Uh, this season in recruiting was really fun. I'm telling you now, it was it was it was stressful at times. Uh, we some of the guys that we recruited this for the 2024 class came down the, the wire. Uh, but but we were able to push across, and so I'm just telling you, Coach Coach Drink is probably one of the best head coaching recruiters I've ever been around. Period, and I think that shows. I think that shows without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. Okay, so before I ask another <clears throat> one to get you in trouble, I'll, I'll transition to you uh, <laughs> personally. Hey, I, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, let alone anybody. Oh, you're good. No, you're too, good, so. Peter. No, no, uh, Peter. He loves you guys. You guys are good. But you, you said you have as you know goals and aspirations to get into football administration. So can you kind of talk about that, and uh, if if you want to, like what what exactly would that mean? Yeah, so basically like a, you know, chief of staff role. And I, you know, you know, chief of staff, something like that, working with our head coach directly and you know, I work with our head coach directly now on a day-to-day basis uh from a recruiting perspective, but more or less, you know, fundraising for our football program, going out externally and 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 carrying the vision and the messaging that the head coach have for the people who who have the checks, you know, the checks and to write them, you know, to write the checks and stuff like that. So that's kind of the goal for me uh, long term. Um, I love recruiting because it's people. And I think um, that that part of it as well is people. I think recruiting, I can do recruiting now because it's a young man's game and I'm young. And so within 10 years or so, I'll probably be like, hey, I got to I got to go with the old folks set. And so um, you find so, me an office somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh, no, it's people, guys. I love people. I love people. I love working with people. I love getting to knowing. I get love get to knowing people, uh, people's background. Again, it's the foundation of who I am. You know, I I grew up watching my granddad bring in complete strangers into his house and feed them and ask them how they're doing, tell them about themselves and and all that kind of stuff. Being curious curious about other people and their past and how to 
what they do to get to where they are. And so, listen, it's a people's business. And I'm going to be honest with you, as long as I'm dealing with people and not having to sit in an office all the time and just type in numbers and, and stuff like that, I think I'll be happy regardless. Hey, I like that answer. I like that answer. So uh, you told us pre-show you're from Natchez, Mississippi. We're yes, the sir. woods. We're the woods, water, Mizzou. Well, for those that don't know <laughs> Natchez, Mississippi, it's sitting on a big bluff right up against the Mississippi River. So yes, you sir. know that water. You know that fresh Mississippi catfish out of the hot. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your outdoors. Uh, do, do you have any passions in the outdoors aside from Absolutely. Saturday night. Absolutely. I guarantee you, if the coaching staff see this video, they see this interview, and they mention me and they hear me mention something about enjoying hunting, they're going to say, Man, you don't hunt. You ain't, you you don't hunt. I said, But look. And so I said, No, yes, I do. I've killed, I've killed, you know, I've killed some deer in my time. Now, obviously, since I've climbed in this profession and been working in this profession, uh, I think uh, I hadn't been able to do it in a few years, but I love to hunt deer. Uh, some of the players talked about they talked about taking me uh, duck hunting with them and then and then hog hunting. I, I haven't done that uh, yet. I want to try that. I used to watch this show called The Pig Man, uh, Swamp People, Swamp People, the alligators. Yeah. I used to watch that, and so I enjoyed I enjoyed that. But uh, those are some of the things I want to do. And then I, I like to golf. I, now I'm not very good at it, but uh, who's keeping score, right? I mean. Uh, <laughs> I just I just like to hit the ball and see how far I can hit it and tell people, hey, you see how you know, but you know, it might it might hook, it might you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> but I enjoy I enjoy I enjoy I enjoy being outside and golfing and hunting for sure. Matt, so. I got to disagree with you on one part. You said you haven't ever hog hunted before, <laughs> but on Black Friday we saw y'all slaughter some hogs. Hey, listen, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. No, I'm gonna tell you something. That's you're exactly right. We we took it took it to them for sure, and uh, yeah, that 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 hog was really good. I'm trying to stay away from pork as much as possible, but but I was able to to I was able to uh, to, to to excuse that one, and so but that was fun, guys. Oh my God, that was fun. That was just so yeah. fun. Uh, what a what a special time it is to be a Missouri Tiger. Absolutely. Uh, exciting, unprecedented time being able to go and beat Arkansas. Uh, you know, as long as Coach Drink's been the head coach here, I mean that that was fun to go over there. I mean that was that was pretty fun. I actually drove over guys and and drove back, so uh, I couldn't I couldn't miss it. I could not miss it. I yeah, couldn't miss that's it. Sure. Man, you say I mean that's awesome. You know some deer hunting, but you say yeah, it's hard to do now. I bet it's extremely difficult with your job and how much I couldn't do you it. are during deer season i could not hey, I, work in football because no you can't deer hunt man i mean i'll be honest <laughs> i get i get some pushback from my wife just because i'm going i got all the home games from zoo and then when we're not at home games i'm trying to deer hunt you know out in the, the blind or out in the stand and so man i i don't know how you'd have time to do anything that time of year listen to me listen to me i'm gonna tell you something that's something that i have sacrificed i've i've had to sacrifice the time uh, to do that. Now I know my dad, my dad sent me some, you know, deer that he killed, you know, and I'm like, dad, I'm sitting here in the staff. I mean, why are you sending me that? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, it's, it's hard, but you know what? At the end of the day, as long as I get a chance to eat the deer meat, 
Hey, and I am taking. Hey, guys, if you, I'll shoot my address or whatever, so you guys send me some beer. Me, Cole, <laughs> I'm not letting you off the hook. Uh, Case, you you neither. Uh, I like. I, I want some deer meat that's got the, the cheese in it, jalapenos. You know, oh, all of, you. all that type I of got stuff. You. So uh, I'm I'm a country boy from Mississippi that love to eat deer meat. Hey, uh, hey, go and tell them, uh, Maury. They, they, you know, they're they're proud of the Missouri deer, and there's some good Missouri deer. But that Mississippi Delta, it's oh, got yeah. some deer oh, yeah. too. It's got some deer too. <laughs> the biggest, probably, probably some of the biggest deer you will see. And and you know, I hadn't even seen, to be honest with you. Well, I guess I've seen a few deer. I guess on the side of the road, but I hadn't seen. Well, yeah. On my way to my house, I've seen them in the yard, but they're not very big here. And they were does, but 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 I'm used to like like there's, you said, like you said. Go ahead. I'm sorry, no, say there's big deer up here, but I think um you need you need to go like more more north and more rural, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the ones well, here in Columbia can... that I know you're talking about, they don't they don't get big by being stupid hanging out by the road. They they get off <laughs> the beaten smart. path, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, they're smart. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, I tell you what, Cole and Case, I know deer season is is it is it over? Almost over. It should be almost over, right? It's over. Ended for us here, yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you what, guys, I don't care to go, but I did like I said, I'm definitely not gonna let y'all off the hook and sending me some deer meat. So I ain't Well, I'm hey. taking my all we do all our own process and we do burgers and our own jerky and really? our own select cuts. Yeah. Um, but I'm taking what we don't do ourselves to the processor next week. So when I get that back, I'll for sure I'll be knocking on that south end zone door. Hey, yeah, hey, in, I got I got a special delivery. <laughs> yeah, come in. So, hey, yeah, I got come you. in. Yeah, that'll be that'll be huge. That'll be huge. That'll be huge. I got you. Well, Mr. Maury, we try to keep this under an hour and we've got other Mizzou sports to talk. And Absolutely. Uh, we greatly appreciate you coming on. Your energy Absolutely. is yeah. very contagious. Uh, appreciate that, guys. We're going to have to get you back on uh, Absolutely. many times again. This isn't just a one-time yeah. interview. So I just want to get you on and get you introduced to those that aren't aware of who you are. And uh, I hope I thank everybody who enjoyed it as much as I did. So thank you very much. And Skeeter, awesome. thank you, guys. Case, I really appreciate y'all, Cole, for the invitation. And, and I tell you, it's really exciting to be – a Missouri Tiger. It's exciting to do what we're doing. And I want to tell you, we're doing everything we can to make people like you proud of us. And that's on the field, off the field and recruiting and everything else in between. So thanks guys for having me on. Well, you're doing a great job. Hey, go and go and plug your social medias for anybody who wants to find you. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Absolutely. So my uh, Twitter, I'll just get my Twitter. My Twitter is Mari Bland, M-A-U-R-E-Y-B-L-A-N-D, the number six. Okay, the number six. And that 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 that's an affiliation uh, with my fraternity. I play it's Phi Beta Sigma fraternity at Mississippi State. So uh, it's Mari Bland six all together. And then you'll find me on uh, social media. Looking forward to connecting to anybody that wants to talk Mizzou football. All right. Well, you're you're a Mississippi guy, but we're going to sign you off this way. M I Z Z O U. Let's go. Let's Thank go. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you, Mari. Thanks, man. That's a hoot. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. He's we- awesome. Uh, you know, you follow these people on, on Twitter and you get a sense of their energy a little bit, but, uh, you can only put so much in 140 characters. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he's, he's got a lot more to him than, than what you see on Twitter. And I look forward to getting him back on, uh, very soon, but well, since we last talked case, uh, Cole, you avoided it. 
uh, I did. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame you because it wasn't wasn't so good to talk about what we're going to talk about. But basketball, man, it's just uh, it's killing me, man. I want not, them to be successful so bad. It's uh, so bad. It's like a messed up. Uh, it's like what's that? What's that Bill Murray movie where everything's the same? Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Man, every game we we were competitive. They're not. A, they're not a bad team. This isn't. This isn't. This team isn't as bad as record shows. But they just find a way to mess up and go cold and miss shots at the most inopportune times that second half, and they just fade the game away each time. Yeah. And it's like clockwork. You can take it seems like five minute spurts in each half, and you can flip the channel because there ain't going to be nothing done on, yeah. on our end of things that's worth watching. Uh, it's very frustrating. It's not a lack of effort. No. Uh, you know, it's just I don't know, and I'm not sure that Dennis Gates knows what it's what it's going to take to get it right because it seems like he's throwing everything at the wall right now with rotations, lineups, trying to yeah. get different players with other players on the floor, and just hasn't found something that clicks for 40 minutes. I, mean, I know something that is clicking. That's Tamar Bates. Well, I was going to say that, but cooking. how did no one else? If what 36, 36 yeah. versus Florida. How did Shawnee yeah. barely show up? How did you know Noah, who has been scoring consistently like in the teens? You know, yeah, he's Noah, had a couple 20 point games as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying, I'm saying he's been consistently, you can, can count on his scoring. Yeah, it's like, why all of a sudden this game is tomorrow the only one that wants to score the basket? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's the biggest it's thing so for me because like, they, they are better than that. They, they should have won that game pretty easily, in my opinion. Yeah, the biggest thing for me is looking at these games like. You know, you look at Kentucky, that was, I mean, a anywhere from a six to eight point game for majority of the second half. Um, Alabama was kind of the same. They kind of got broke open. Florida, South Carolina, I mean, all Georgia, all these conference games that we've been playing since we've got into conference play have just been right there, man. And you're waiting. You're like, okay, here we, we need a we need a six oh run. We need a you know a four oh run just to get it within within one possession or force a couple turnovers, but man, it's just, it is not falling our way. And it's, you know, it's frustrating for us. I'm sure it's incredibly frustrating for the players, for coach Gates, you know, it's obviously not what they had in mind um, for this season. And, you know, the injury, we got bit by the injury bug pretty bad. Um, did you guys catch what uh, Mike Kelly had said in an interview in regards to Caleb Grill? He said he's, this is from Coach Gates, said that he's a better perimeter shooter than Demoy Hodge. A better perimeter shooter than Demoy Hodge. And that's so hard to believe if, now, but Caleb Grill was definitely, pre-last season when Hodge came here, I think that was a general consensus of college oh, basketball. for sure. Right? That Grill and was an I'm, absolute sharpshooter. Right, and what I'm getting at with that is, you know, golly, that kill, that, that's, that's your difference in a lot of these games right yeah. there. Oh, yeah, even for if, sure. For you sure. Know, say I, he goes shooting thirty percent from the three point line and forty percent from the field. I mean, good heavens, that that could do wonders for this team right now. But no, just, I'm with even, you. even though we don't know it's true, I just say all we do is we take the rest of the SEC mindset and hey, congrats, you beat us. Where our best player was hurt. 
you, you got us on a down <laughs> year. Congratulations. Rebuilding. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we'll, we'll give you a golf clap, but just know we're coming back. Well, golly, yeah, I hope, count. unlike Arkansas football, that this down year doesn't last a better part of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's it's frustrating because we all, we've all got ideas, but we're just seeing game action. We're not seeing practice. We don't know what these freshmen are doing in practice to earn their playing time on Saturdays. Um, you know, there's there's times when certain players get on. And, I mean, there's times i got to turn the channel. Otherwise, I'm going to be putting something on Twitter. And we, we probably mm-hmm. won't ever get another student athlete on as a guest. If I so I need, to, I need to change the Twitter password to not yeah. let you in during the game. So you can, <laughs> then you can tweet afterwards after you go I know off. what you mean, though, Skeet. I, I got to flip the channel sometimes, too, even if it's just, like, reruns of, like, American Pickers or something, just because I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, look, looking yeah. at the schedule, like – it's hard to just say like I'm writing them off. I'm giving up because we've seen the fight. We've seen the effort. We've seen them be in ball games. Like I'm not saying they're going to make a tournament. I'm not saying top four C like, you know, y'all know I'm, I'm a Homer and I love stirring the Kool-Aid and drinking it. If even if I'm the only one drinking it, but I'm not saying any of that, but this team still has a chance to kind of get it turned around, but it's not looking good. They, here's the issue is they, I think they've lost their sense of like how to win or what it's like to win yeah. because man, there these games they could have won, and the longer you go without getting one of those knocked out in the W column, the harder it is to find that this season. So I'm not going to disagree with you. I think if they if they come out and you know they beat South Carolina, what is that game after next? That's I mean, yeah. that's a pretty evenly matched team. We've got A&M tomorrow, uh, yeah. and A&M is down from what they were predicted to be. So that. Could be something. Sorry about that. I mean, so they're still one of the more talented teams in the SEC. But I, I look at the South Carolina game. It's on the road. I know. We just lost to them at home. I know. But, man, if they can just get one of these in the W column, it might spark something. Like you said, we probably make a tournament. But at least we can finish the season with our heads a little higher, you know? Hey, yeah. who, who knows? I mean, we've you've seen it before to where a team starts out rough. I, I think A&M last year started off terrible. And they came on really strong at the end of the year, if I'm remembering last season correctly. So uh, it, it can happen, you know, just one win and maybe get a little mojo going. But uh, <laughs> Cole, I asked the question while you were gone, and I, I think it still holds merit. Like, so, you know, we had the mini movies after every football win. There's 11 mm-hmm. of them. Well, the basketball program creative have started mm-hmm. – TWA movies, Tigers with Attitude, like little two, three minute clips. Yep. Uh, then the basketball season, will they eclipse the 11 <laughs> Mizzou mini movies? <laughs> I hope It's so. not looking like I, it. <laughs> I really hope so. And I do think it can happen for sure. I mean, I am the self proclaimed CEO of the Positive Vibes Only Club. I do think it can happen. Um, you're, I do believe that you're right as well that. You know, this team might feel a little lost um, because it has been a minute since they've gotten one in the win column. But that's the good thing about Coach Gates um, is that he's put together a great staff that I feel like if anyone can pull them from the depths of, you know, the L column, get them back in the win column, um, it's the staff for sure. Um, 
it's not going to be without any of the players not doing and executing the way that they need to, you know, playing the game that I know that they're capable of. It's it's almost like every game we've had one player shine. You know, we have Shawnee shine one game. We'll have Tamar Bates shine one game. Uh, one game, maybe no one. Um, you know, everybody just kind of has a maybe 60 70% effort or so it appears. Um, golly, if we can just one get one complete team win to get us back on the right track, then... I don't know. Maybe that'll maybe that'll change things up. I'm just giving a plea to the fans: don't completely give up on them. Uh, at least turn it on and let them ruin your evening instead of just <laughs> <laughs> give them a chance. Give them a chance. Is well, all I'm and some saying. people are. Some people are going to give up on it, and that's fine. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't force everybody to to want to watch it, and if they want to come back on next year when. We got this top three or four or five recruiting class coming in, then I guess we'll let them back on. But uh, y'all, y'all back me up on this. I I do not feel it's anywhere close time for people to be giving up on Dennis Gates. That, no way, see, dude. Absolutely not. I, I, I know a lot of Mizzou Twitter is knee jerk reaction. A lot yes. of it is so younger it is high school kids. You know, they're just like. Flying off with their words, which is fine. Social media is great because it gives everybody a platform, but it's terrible because it gives everybody a platform, including <laughs> me. So, uh, I you get know, it. but don't don't give up on him and the staff. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of promise with the future of the program under the leadership of Dennis Gates and C.Y. Young. Um, I think that's about all we can say on basketball as far as that goes. Uh, women's basketball. We called them out on the last show case, and they kind of yeah, started playing did. a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then they did drop their Sunday matchup against Kentucky. So hopefully they found a little something and they can continue that through the rest of SEC play. It just wasn't wasn't looking good for them either when we came on and recorded last time. Uh, yeah. Wrestling. They have not had another meet. They did end up skunking uh, Stanford, That's... which we were given lab update on that while we have the podcast. Pod, yeah, uh, and uh, I believe they they'll have another meet coming up this weekend. I don't have it pulled up in front of me. I think they go you. to West Virginia and they're going coast to coast. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, they're going and, to to West Virginia to battle them, which is another top twenty program. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. I'm pulling up right now, but um. Well, no certain man, no certain is having a good season. He's having a good year, man. He's fire. He's firecracker. I heard someone in a uh, someone in an interview call him. I think Coach Smith calls him a spark plug for for the team because you know, of course, he's most time he's going first, and most times he's he's getting a win. So yeah, he's he's kind of the spark plug for the team and gets them all revved up. And hey, man, Noah, keep doing your thing. Hey, how about how about this? So today's uh, coaches poll come out for college wrestling, mm-hmm. and we we have ten weight classes that start for each meet or duel, uh, whatever there. And all ten of our guys are ranked inside the top twenty-five of their weight class. That's pretty awesome. And several top tens. I'll just go and rattle them off real quick. No certain at one twenty-five is number six wrestler. Cade Moore one thirty-three is the twenty-fourth wrestler. Josh Edmond. Uh, a, a guy I see a lot of promise in, um, 
who who's I think there's a lot of potential getting untapped as the season goes on. In 141, he's ranked number 20. Logan Geoffrey, I'm apologize if I get your name wrong. I think it's Geoffrey, uh, not like Geoffrey okay. from Game of Thrones, but I heard it pronounced Geoffrey by someone from Inside Wrestling. So, well, he's he's in the 149 uh, weight class, and he's number 11 wrestler. Here on out, we're top 10, if not top five. Uh, Brock Mahler, 157. He's number five wrestler in that weight class. Keegan O'Toole. Any guess at what he would be? I mean, uno. numero uno. Yeah. Peyton Mako. Peyton Mako, even though he's been banged up for a few matches this year, he's still the number four wrestler in the 174 class. Clayton Whitting at the 184, number nine. Then you get to the Elam brothers to finish off each meet. And you got Rocky at number three in the 197. And Zach finishing it off in the 285 at number four wrestler in the coaches' ball. So that's that's a stacked roster right there. Yeah. Uh, what do you and, guys think is the hardest weight class for uh, for a collegiate athlete? Do you think it's that 184? I, I don't think there's one. There ain't none of, I know I probably have 70 pounds on nowhere right now, and I don't want to go in <laughs> on the mat with him. <laughs> he would roll my ass up in a heartbeat. So I'm not saying one's easy and one's hard. <laughs> oh, golly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I agree with Skeet. I don't think anything really stands out too much, but. Well, I'm just thinking from like, you know, okay, back when I was between 18 and 22 years old, like, okay, how much did I weigh? And obviously I'm no division one athlete by any means, but you know, you got to think most guys fall within that, like maybe 170 to 190 category. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that our, our 184 guys at number what nine, I think you said, right. Yeah. Um, but man, still for, for everyone to be in that uh in that top 25 range that is super impressive i think it just goes to show what coach brian smith is has done as a program and you know we talk about the culture that drink has built on football you definitely see it on the tiger style side uh for, for the university as well and then gymnastics i don't think Lindsay's quite ready to come on and do a gymnastics minute, but uh, <laughs> I'm work, I'm working on her still. I'm still we, we're still working on Lindsay. Since we uh, last talked, they were number three, and I think they had to go uh, against Florida, correct? And they lost that. They lost week. to ba- they lost to uh, Bama. 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 Yeah, Bama. Uh, and I watched, I watched that 10. with Lindsay, and uh, I, I felt like some bias judging on on Bama's side there. there yeah, it was last things. Friday or Friday before last, right? Yes, and this past was, one yeah. was uh Georgia. Georgia. Right? Yeah, road win in Georgia. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. And we're we're back in the top ten again because yep. after yep. losing to Bama we fell I think to twelfth and I think now we're ninth on today's rankings. So uh still a lot going on there. And then I wanted to get on we put out a poll today and it was something <laughs> we, we kind of put out or we started texting over the weekend about uh, we got a follow on our Twitter account of James Franklin. And I said, he, you know, he probably had the biggest win in Mizzou history beaten. Uh, or he was, he was, or Gabbert. I see. How, I don't remember how the text we got. Were, we you got s- talking about. We started talking about quarterbacks. Yes. And then uh, I said something about Blaine Gabbert. And you said uh, he had the biggest win in program history. Yeah. And then that's why I was like, 
I disagree. I thought it was 07 uh, versus KU Arrowhead. And so that's how we got on that topic. Okay. The poll agrees with you, as I figured it would, because the hatred of, of KU uh, and getting to the number one ranking was big. What sucks about both of them is as, as great as each win was, each one was followed by a loss the yes, following week. Absolutely. If that's not been our Mizzou fandom Hang for over, most yeah. of our lives, I mean, I don't know what else is, but uh, my, my reasonings for OU, I mean, how many times had we been knocking on the door of beating number one? Yeah. And that was, the, you know, I think to my knowledge, the only time we've beat number one. Now, they weren't AP number one. I don't think we've ever beat the number one in the Associated Press poll. I think they were coaches poll number one that week. So, but, you know, all, all the the kick six and fifth down, like you have all these moments in Mizzou history that stick out of being that close, and that was the time we finally kicked the door down. Now, I will say, without the 07 win against KU – 2010 win against OU probably doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, and both were game day. That's kind of cool. Yeah. College yeah. game days at both those games. So, I mean, they obviously were big. Um, I don't know. And I guess I'm not taking anything away from that win versus OU. I, I've been watching that game. I, that was massive to me. Um, but, I mean, we had a national championship appearance in our sights after that win versus KU, and that, to me, is pretty big. Now, as you mentioned, we uh, fumbled that away. But, um, man, I, after that KU win, I, I really did feel like we were going to the Natty. Like, that, that at the time, that felt massive. I, I, 07 kind of sits sour on me just for the fact we didn't get the BCS Bowl, and KU did. Yeah. I get it. No, and BCS you, is dead. So they, and they you deserve were, on that. You were at the KU game in 07, correct? Yep. I was. Okay. I sure was. I, that I was, was at uh, the OU game, so that probably yeah. pays, <laughs> plays a part. A little bit of bias. I watched both the thing, the, with my dad. The, the thing about 07 to me was, I mean, let's see. I'm trying to think how old I was. Skiers can make you feel old. You're probably able to buy beer at that point, but not me. Uh, let's see. I was 15, not, I think. Not till December of 07. I wasn't legal to buy beer. Okay. So you're close. You probably had a beer before. Um, anyway. Yeah, man. 15. Like, going. I'm not even. A, you guys know. I'm not even a Chiefs fan. But going to an, a sold-out Arrowhead, you know, for a whatever it was, two versus four matchup or three versus four. All I know is that we won. That Todd Reesing picture is hanging the Louvre, man. Louvre, Louvre, however you want to say it. It that's that one gets me just because, like you said, I was there. Um, had I been to 2010 OU, I don't know. I might be a little bit different. But as of right now, to win, to get the number one, to have a iconic sports illustrated which rest in peace sports illustrated uh cover out of it um that one's that one's got a special place man that was seven was crazy uh i live in kansas city and so you get a lot of those two teams 
you know, here. I, I remember I remember sitting at the lunch table the Friday before the game, and majority of my friends were Mizzou fans, two of them were KU fans, and we were just the crap talking going on at that lunch, you know, between some I don't know, seventh or eighth grade, I can't remember how old I was. But it was a junior high for sure. But man, the crap talking going on between us was crazy. And then, you know, that's before social media. That was before I I distinctly remember Mizzou won that game and I had a I had a slide Nokia phone. I remember sliding that bad up and texting both of them and being like, Oh, sucks to suck. Tigers win. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my first ever experience with like post game going to receipts. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> it uh I still got the ticket stub from 07. Oh, you have to. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great keep. See, like, I I hate, or I hate, I hate KU. Like, I hate KU. I, I see somebody with that blue and red combo and a Jayhawk on them. I don't like that person automatically. Like, I'm walk. If they got to say something to me, I'm pissed off. Just having to hear their voice (laughs) and seeing them colors, but. Being raised in Southwest Missouri and part of my town was in o- Oklahoma. Like, I know way more OU fans than I ever knew KU fans. So, uh, I think a, a big part of it's just where I grew up regionally. You know, uh, as far as that. So, but I, I think we could almost throw the Cotton Bowl in there for biggest win program history. And I think this season we might have a background for why the Cotton Bowl was such a big win. There'll be a yeah. better follow-up story to it. Absolutely, no doubt, I no mean, doubt. Both Cotton Bowl wins. It's funny you say that because I don't think I don't think many, if anyone, would say that this season is better than thirteen or seven. But the bowl game and the bowl win might have been better than both those seasons because we got kind of snubbed in bowl games in both those times. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny because they're all three were the Cotton Bowl, <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. but you know the Cotton Bowl has gained more prestige. Uh, in recent years. So, but it's funny. Like, this is the best bowl game to win out of those three seasons. Well, I want to do a quick shout out real quick. Uh, I went up in uh, Northwest Arkansas this weekend, as y'all saw on the social media on Twitter, and went and watched uh, Friday night's win against Arkansas on uh, hockey and then Saturday's defeat. But Coach Bob Buecher, uh, I think I'm saying that right, but was a great guy, gave me a lot of his time uh, talking questions or answering questions that I had for him. And we're going to get him on the podcast. I learned a lot of things about the Missouri Hockey Club. And and you talk about some dedicated athletes and the cost and expense that falls on them because they are not a school, like, allotted sport. Yeah, it's all fundraising. Is the name? Right. Yeah, it is personal funding and fundraising. Yes, yep. uh, that's I, it. Completely opened my eyes uh, to another another whole realm of college sports and how all that works. He wasn't complaining by any means, but uh, I I did think it was pretty cool to get to see them for for one. I mean, I've kept up with them over the last couple of years through their social media mm-hmm. page, but to, to actually get to watch them. I mean, it's kind of chippy there, uh, both games. There's even right before the handshake line after the horn uh, went off Saturday, there's some squirms, you know, between some of the players. And, you know, the Arkansas players ran their mouths a lot for a team that lost three times to one in that season series this year. So, uh yeah. 
if they get to match up again in the playoffs, watch out because there might be some more blood boiling over there. But what a better sport on. to have uh what a better or is there a better sport i guess to have a a chippy series like that than hockey because they can actually fight so you know they yeah. can actually get after it but i do want to say 573 t's was undefeated friday night nike brought the loss saturday so mm. if you ever needed a reason to shop local there you go. <laughs> yeah, go, for sure. Go support Mickey at 573. Mickey's else? got some, uh, yeah, well, I mean, while you're on the topic 573, this will be the last thing I got, and then we can cut everybody loose. Um, I went in to, to the brick and mortar, saw Mickey, got my 573 T's shirt. I'm just waiting on the gold hoodies to come in. Yes, I am going to get a gold um, a gold hoodie, so I don't need another black Mizzou hoodie because I have a ton of those already. But um, he's got some pretty cool things for, for student-athletes uh, NIL stuff coming down the pipe. That's all I'll say because I don't want to ruin anything. But, um, yeah, keep an eye out for some pretty popular uh, athlete NIL stuff. Shop local, Mickey. We, we can't say enough about you, brother. We appreciate you making that shirt. Um, and, yeah, look forward to getting you back on the podcast soon. Shout out to Zach Parnell. Or Parnell. Parnell. Uh, he was our, our winner of the giveaway that, hey, Mickey funded that himself uh, to help us celebrate 100 subs on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please sub because it does help us. Like, comment. That helps us pop up on other people's feeds. Uh, but also 1500 followers on our uh twitter cole i don't know how many we're up to on instagram we're growing we're growing for sure um when in my you know jimmy buffett era um the content kind of slacked off a little bit sorry guys but uh i'll get back on it now that now that vacation season's over until april and yeah we'll get we'll get back to it all right, fellas. Well, appreciate y'all coming on. Appreciate Mr. Mari Blaine coming on as well. That was a great interview and look awesome. forward to getting to talk with him again in the future. Uh, we've got more guests. I mean, honestly, when we sit here and talk about guests, when we're messaging each other, it's like, we don't have enough weeks to get like, <laughs> I know we're like yeah, trying to get I got on the schedule. Mind up as well. Like right now. And that's, that's the problem right now is finding time to fit everyone in. Yeah. It's a good so, thing about growth, man. It's a good thing about growth. Yep. It is. And uh, Eli Drinkwitz, we know you're going to be watching because Mr. Bland told us. So <laughs> I'm going to awesome. be taking some deer. I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take Drinkwitz some summer sausage and be knocking on his office door, saying, "Hey, here you go." Drink will always find time for you. Well, we will clear the schedule to put you on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead, real, real quick. I feel like we'd be failing our audience if we don't talk on this, unless y'all need to go i know we're we're at the hour mark but the dc hire it is he is keeping them cards oh, yeah. tight in his hand yeah we fully expected when case and i signed off uh 11 days ago to have news by now that's why we didn't and show we kept nothing to emergency more, show there's nothing happening. more than rumors right now mm-hmm. nothing more and even rumors. and even those are fizzling out pretty quick yeah, they are. I mean, we, we might as well go ahead and talk about what the rumors have been. It's a uh, Guidry or Gidry out of uh, Miami. That was a name that popped up, which I was kind of excited about. I was too. Um, that fizzled that out today very quickly. Yep. DJ Durkin, I'm not excited about. I and those are fizzling out, which I'm very happy to hear. 
Um, who else? Oh, the Cal defensive coordinator. I don't know if you guys name pulled up or not. Yep. Uh, I'm not. I'm not excited about that one. Not excited about that at all. In case you and I are in the same boat, and Skeeter, you might be too. Promote DJ Smith and get it over with. Be done. Yeah. He talked about the brotherhood. Mari just talked about the brotherhood. He's bought in. He is a big part of this. He's been here since Drake came here. Uh, Man, yeah. Promote him. Promote him. I just saw a ton of pictures with a ton of defensive recruits that DJ Smith is right there actively recruiting these guys. So just remember when uh, Steve Wilkes left. I feel like they promoted Blake Baker from safety's coach to defense corner within six seconds of Wilkes leaving. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is going on this time? I, don't know. Well, I think I did read today in a Rakim article that it was two weeks before Baker and DJ Smith were announced as co-coordinators after Wilkes left. Was it, it? Don't seem like it, but that's what I read in an article. I, I know, do. Maybe. I do like that. He's not being rushed uh, and making a bad choice, hopefully. You know, I know I know. time will tell. In hindsight, we might say, hey, got the wrong guy. But I, I do like the fact that he's, he's keeping it to a very limited number of people that actually know anything. For sure. For sure. It's impressive, you know? to say the least. It is. Like loose, it I is. mean, loose lips sink ships, so. You know, you don't want a bunch of names flying around. I mean, yeah, well, we just, just named so like weird two or three of them. Not have with in the world we live in. It seems like names get floated constantly. Like you can't, you do anything without stuff getting leaked. So I just don't understand how it's so tight. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet people at Rock M Nation, St. Louis Post Dispatch, uh, Columbia Tribune, Tribune, uh, Gabe Diarman, like they're probably frustrated to be on all in at this search and just like grasping at straws of any information that they can get and hope that their source is semi-reliable yeah, really. on a name that they're getting. So they don't look like, you know, a clown suggesting anybody, but is it's impressive uh, the way he's doing this. And it also, you know, Mr. Maury kind of touched on it where drink brain and Kirby, Mr. Murray talked about how that, you know, he's the CEO of the football team now. Yeah. And so without him hiring an OC, we don't get that year. And it's not because of his play calling, but we don't get that environment. We don't, we don't get that, that drink because he's so focused on quarterback battle and play calling and scouting and watching film and all that. And so I trust him and his decision making uh, as far as going out and hiring the right guy that fits what he's looking for in the person, the coach, and his history. Yeah, it's yep. been uh, hadn't it been two weeks today? Yeah, I, I or no, so. or a little two weeks in a day. That's yeah. what it's been because we did the emergency Blake Baker one on a Sunday night, Monday night. Friday night. Um, Friday night. I don't know. What day is it? It was a while ago. <laughs> it was a while ago. And since then, he's took seven peoples with him, which we, I think even Case alluded to it on our last episode. Like, uh, peoples is, is staying because they just went and hired the guy out of Texas. 
Yeah. LSU is spending some money. They better get some wins next year because uh hopefully not. <laughs> that that fan base is not gonna be happy spending that kind of money and not getting results. Yeah. Do you think they'd be happy with the thirty third ranked defense after all that? Mm. That would I be an exact know, but I'd be, that would be an I'd exact... still be happy if uh Blake Baker was still here. So I'd take it. I'm just saying that now, like, it just I just think that's a that's a lot to spend it resource is. wise. I'm not saying Blakers aren't worth a hire. I'm just saying that doesn't that seem like an insane amount to you spend on that? Well, what were they before? Like 120 something? Sure. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's like 90 spots better, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's it is wild though. Yeah. It is. It is. All right, fellas. Well, greatly appreciate you all coming on, uh, Mr. Mari, uh, Mr. Mickey at five seven three T's for all you do variety sports. Go give them uh, some subs on YouTube as well at Variety Sports Network on their YouTube channel. And then we've got some other stuff that we're working on that is looking like it's going to be launched in April that we're, uh, we'll have news to come out with. We're still going to be part of Variety Sports, but it's a, a growing podcast for us here, and we're I'm thrilled and excited for it. So appreciate our listeners. Everybody have a great week. And as always, M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Go Tigers. Y'all take care.